Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Support Solutions. In each episode, we'll chat about what we're up to and bring you fantastic interviews with guest experts, as well as our app of the month and top tips, all aimed at helping you to grow your VA business. So grab a cuppa, sit back and join us for a fun-filled hour. Welcome listeners, another week, another podcast. Here I am with Joe Brianti and we are thrilled to be here today. We've got a great guest lined up for you a bit later. His name is Gary Spinks and he's a copywriter. And before he comes on, we'll tell you what we're going to talk to him about. But for now, Joe, what are you going to be doing today? I mean, uh, the rest of the day in between and after all our podcast recording, because it's quite time consuming, isn't it? It is, it is, but it's such fun, and we're both learning so much as we go along. So today, um, in between the, the podcasts, I've promised to help my son with some schoolwork. He wants some help on HTML coding for his computer science. And later on, I'm going to have a look at the garden. Mm. We, uh, we've been having a mix of sunshine and showers and whenever I've had a window we've not been able to get into the garden so it does look like I've got a mini meadow which <laughs> needs to be uh, dealt with. That's really good because um, I've been seeing a lot of posts from people that I'm connected with in different communities um, about mental health well-being in yeah. this Covid time and a lot of people are finding great solace in their garden yes. and using that opportunity when they have time to get in the garden to just kind of switch off from yes. everything else and, and get the fresh air and, and the exercise. My outlet is baking and yeah. uh, I've been baking this morning. I'm taking part in a, a, bake, a virtual bake-off challenge where we just post photographs and um, I've made a flourless chocolate mousse cake today, this morning. It's in the freezer. Um, it looks quite nice, actually. It tastes yum. <laughs> and uh, who would have believed you could make what looks like an absolute cake with no flour in it? it it's wow. just stunning. Uh, I've also made a batch of my chocolate yeast cakes, which we have every week. We have one of those for our, we, for, for our breakfast on Saturday when we have our Shabbat. So that's our special kiddish. We have wine and cake, and uh, and that's what we have as our that's our thing. My chocolate yeast cake. So I've had fun making those this morning. And when I work with yeast, it kind of you know gets the tension out of that. And uh, I'm not making bread this week. I've got in the freezer from last week, but. I will next week so uh, I, I, I think you need to um, set up a side business where you're distributing all these lovely cakes to everybody <laughs> they always look amazing in your pictures yeah I know Joe's Joe, for listeners Joe Joe and I are friends on Facebook and I post pictures of my bakes on Facebook I also sometimes post them to Instagram so then they filter through to my tomorrow's VA business page so um, VAs that follow tomorrow's VA will often see my bakes and they might be wondering what on earth is she posting cakes on her business page and that's because they've gone from Instagram to Facebook but you know what can you do but actually on that note my daughter is an amazing baker she is oh, wow. a much more amazing baker than I am um, and she bakes the most fantastic colors and breads and she um, she bakes for other people and she makes beautiful looking cakes she doesn't do it as a business 
but uh, but she does bake a lot for other people and her challahs are just she makes really exotic things she'll put meat in her challahs and you know like make it into a sandwich so like it's a proper meat it's almost a meal in itself right. and she does sweet ones and savory ones well I do do ordinary ones yeah. so uh, yeah that we, we both like baking um, and in fact yesterday she made rainbow bagels um, I'll find a photograph and post it on my Facebook wow. page so people can see what she did. And uh, I, to be honest, I don't think I could eat one because the colours don't, a bagel is not that colour. No. Do you remember when they did the different coloured tomato ketchups? So you could get purple and green as well as red tomato ketchup. It was about 10 years ago. And no. Heinz brought out different coloured tomato ketchup and I bought the purple one could not eat it. It tasted exactly the same, but it was the wrong color. So I couldn't no. eat it. And this was kind of the same. They look spectacular, but I don't think I could eat one. No, no, I can't. Um, I can't envisage purple tomato ketchup. Mind you, I don't eat tomato ketchup. I can't bear the taste. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid I'm one of, I'm, I like tomato ketchup. What can I do? Anyway, we're kind of digressing and we've gone right away from uh, this is supposed to be a serious business podcast, um, but I like it, the fact that it's not so serious all the time. And uh, which leads us into Gary. Gary is a copywriter. Uh, I've known Gary and I've worked with Gary since about 2014, I think, 2014, 2015, maybe, maybe a bit after that. Um, he, he writes brilliant copy and uh, he does lots of other things as well and i'll let you tell i'll let him tell you the other things that he does um when he comes on in just a minute welcome to today's guest we have the wonderful gary spinks with us gary is a copywriter and i've known gary i'm thinking it's 2014 i can't remember when we we both did a course uh on how to do webinars funnily enough um with glenn was it and yeah. he recommended you to me and we got in touch after that but i think it was 2014 2015 so it's quite a while ago and uh for those who are listening or watching or listening um gary and i have worked together for quite some time so joe doesn't really know gary this is no. the first time she's been and uh gary has written stuff for me he's helped me with my sales pages on my course site he's helped me with the sales pages for the previous company I owned where he uh, improved the copy enormously uh, for those for that site so Gary's very well qualified to talk about today's topic which is what a VA should have on a website but before we do that Gary do you want to tell people a bit more about yourself so they're not relying on just what I'm telling them uh, yes, well, my current title is a strategic copywriter and story-based marketing consultant and typically I work with uh, established businesses and business owners who they are absolutely in their element doing what they do. They've got great products, great services uh, and they just want a little bit of extra help to uh, take their sort of marketing sort of just sort of up a notch and really connect much more deeply with their audience. Uh, so I'm very much about helping people with uh, telling their story, but also doing it in a way which is in alignment with their values and their personality, rather than uh, perhaps sort of some of the typical, uh, you know, marketing that people can see. So it's really about how, how do we bring out a company or a person's uh, personality character and really 
get that across so that people really connect with them. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, if, if any of you subscribe to my newsletter, you will see some of Gary's handiwork in there. I will be absolutely honest and transparent. Gary helps me with that. We have a, a, a meeting every month. We have a, a chat like this. Uh, we talk about what I'm doing and what plans I've got for tomorrow's VA, what courses I'm creating, what's going on personally for me in life. Uh, and Gary manages to weave all that into informative newsletters. And it just takes the pressure off me. And as we're all about, I'm an IT trainer, Joe's a virtual assistant, and this is virtually amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. We're all about enabling people to outsource to virtual assistants or to other people. And, um, and that's what I do. I outsource the bits. I mean, I love writing. Don't get me wrong, I've got loads of books written, and Gary knows this, um, but it's time consuming. And for Gary, it's not so time consuming because he does it all the time and he's really good at it. So um, so what, um, what sort of things, Gary, should a VA be thinking about to have on her homepage, her about page, that sort of thing? What, what sort of things are going to help her stand out from the, all the other VAs that are out there? Uh, well, the first thing I'd say is before you even uh, write your website or design the website, um, if you've already got a website, then this is a chance to review this. Uh, but think about what the purpose of your website is. Is it going to be a brochure style website where you just want something up so that people can see that you're real, you're a professional and yeah, here I am. Or do you want it to do something like help to build a list for so that you can begin to email people and have a continuing conversation once they've left your website? Uh, do you want the primary action somebody to take? Do you want that to be um, to fill in the inquiry form on your contact page or do you want them to call you? Uh, so whatever the purpose is, that will uh, determine really the design the structure, the look, the feel, and the actual copy that goes on the page. So that's the first thing is to have a think about that. Uh, you know, what is, what is the purpose of my website? Because that will really help you to focus on what you want to say. In terms of the uh, pages, uh, so I'm going to jump to a, a second tip now, which is to uh, say that quite often less is more. Yes. And this is particularly for the home page. So when people land on your page, hopefully they'll see that, yes, this is somebody that I'm, I'm looking for. It's a, a VA or similar offering that kind of service. Um, but they, can, they don't really want to be sort of bombarded with, with copy. So what you want to try and do is have the, the initial copy on the shorter side and then have links and buttons to guide people to the extra detail, which might be lower down that page, or it could be on a different page or in a different section. Um, but just, just give people a chance to take it in. Um, and I know even on my website, there's, there's work for me to do on that. And as I'm looking to do a new website for myself, I'm going through this process myself. Um, but it's really important, just um, uh, let, less is more. Think, how can I just say this with real clarity and sharpness? That'll yeah. really help. Yeah, no, and that's then, good. Before you came on, actually, Joe and I were chatting, and, and Joe, you were saying you'd been looking at Gary's website, and, and you yes. were saying that, exactly that, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's um, I love the way that the, the title just draws you in, and then you want to 
look at it. So yeah, I, I can see what Gary's saying from that. Yeah, and uh, I love the images as well. They're helping to pull me in and they feel connected with some of those words he's got there. Um, I, I really enjoyed looking through Gary's website. Right, okay, so Gary, tip number three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this is, so this is, um, really covers, uh, you know, all, all the pages really, um, but also covers any copy that you're doing as a, as a VA. And that is, um, you, you are telling a story when you're, when you're, if you have a website, if you're doing any marketing, you are telling a story. And um, more often than not, what I'm seeing is that businesses and business owners and self-employed, they are making themselves the hero of the story. So you'll see in the copy lots of, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. Um, I've, I've got so many years of experience, I've been established for so long. All well and good, um, but your reader, the visitor to your page, is actually asking, what's in it for me? Yeah. So the way to frame it is to say, in this story, my reader, the visitor, my prospect or client or customer is, um, they're the hero of the story and I am their guide. So you're still talking about what you're doing. So you do want to cover questions like, you know, who are you? What do you do? Uh, who do you help? How do you help them? What difference does that make? And why should they choose you in brackets and not somebody else? Mm -hmm. um, so you do want to cover those, but you can frame it so that the copy, uh, the language is framed uh, uh, so it's actually speaking to the, the reader. So instead of saying, you know, uh, I'm a fantastic VA, um, you can say, when you work with me, you're working with the VA who, and so it's a slightly different framing. So yeah. it's, it's positioning it as, you know, you're the important person, I'm here to help, and the focus is on you. So that, that would be, a, uh, I think, a, a, good, a good tip. And that, that includes your about page. So even the about pages all about you actually it's thinking how can I frame this so it's relevant so you might have a uh, a backstory as to why you got into doing what you're doing as a VA um, and if that's the case great but make sure that it's uh, said not as a as a sort of a long rambling or oh, here's my <laughs> history um, but you know this is why I got into doing what I'm doing and this is why I'm so you know passionate or enthusiastic um, or why I'm doing this particular uh, specialism so you might be a specialist in a particular um, application or suite of applications or you may have a particular niche that you serve uh, or a particular industry so you know tell people why you got into that and why you love working with those people that's 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 really great is there anything that you need to do before you even get to any of those tips though about knowing who your customers or your clients are going to be and, and uh, what kind of advice could you give a VA for, to help her work that out or to help her find the words that are going to help her with that? Yes, it, it certainly helps to have an idea of who you want to work with because uh, you certainly can't work with everybody. And the, the more you can narrow that down, the easier it is for you to, to market. So the, the wider your your field the harder it is to market because you're trying to have to appeal to mm. a greater number of people so if you if you said for example i'm a va and i work with um you know executives or i work with hr managers or 
a specific, really specific field. You can then uh, do your research um, uh, online. You can do that by talking to HR people, for example. You can do surveys to gather that information and really find out what, what are the challenges that they are facing? What are the issues? What, what are the conversations going on in their mind? I say this a lot to people. How can you get inside these people's heads and understand you know, what is keeping them up at night? What is, what is causing them stress? What's anxiety? Uh, and then you're able to then uh, mirror that language in the copy on the page. You know, so are you, um, you know, worried about, you know, uh, obviously there's sort of current things you might be talking about having to, uh, you know, furlough staff or there may be sort of down, some downsizing or they may be looking at how we work with teams remotely. Uh, so all these different uh, things that could be going on in somebody's head. So that that needs to be expressed in your copy because then when people read it, they can say, oh, yeah, that's me. I, and I can see that this person understands that's what I'm going through right now. So you're making that connection uh, and that enables then you to hopefully, you know, people will say, yeah, this is, this is someone worth getting in touch and having a conversation with. Wow, that's fascinating. So what, what were you learning so far, Joe? Have you learned anything yet? Yeah, um, I'm currently in the in the process of, of creating a, a new website and that's given an insight on how I would approach writing the, the text around the services and the offerings um, that I'm providing. And, and I think it's very useful um, to rethink how we write it. And there's, there's an awful lot of us that naturally want to justify why you want to work with me rather than a another VA and it's easy to overload that by saying I've got 20 years of experience of working for this and doing this and ultimately the message I'm getting is so what mm. it, it's about it, it, I, I don't care whether you've got 20 or 30 years of this are you are you on in tune with me do you know and understand me and I think that's where you're sort of saying that um, writing from their perspective and, and making them the part of the, the the story and, and the key focus. Would that be right, Gary? Yes, and this is where also where you can bring in your uh, testimonials and case studies because that can illustrate, you know, the type of person you've worked with already and what you've you've done. Because people are really looking is, you know, can you can you solve my problem? Can you add value to to me and my business? Um, you know, can you uh, you know take take some of the heat and stress off me? Um, you know, and, and can I be sure that you're the person to do that? Um, so, and even if you don't have uh, many testimonial case studies, you can still um, you can make up scenarios. You can say this is this is these are the types of scenario where I could help you. You might be in a position where such and such, and here's 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 how I would work with you. Here's how I would resolve that problem, for example. So, it, it, people really want to. It's it's the difference. It's the the difference you can make for people so what is the say what is the value because when people are getting value then the, the investment is not a cost it's, yes. it's 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 a genuine investment yes. uh, and that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily have to be a financial return that can be a that's just lifted you know 20 percent of my week i now got 20 percent extra time to really focus on what i need to focus on and for some Thank people that's what they might not need the 20 percent. they might just be i just need seven percent yeah 
Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's a, I think that's true for anything that you outsource as well. Um, whether that's a VA who's going to do your bookkeeping or find you a new process for something or yeah. a training course that's going to enable you to not stress about doing something, whether that's one of mine or anybody else's for that matter, or whether that's um, using somebody like Gary to help you craft the words that are going to help you stand out yeah. um, and, and tell that story. Because we all love listening to stories um, somebody um, I know, a, a presentation coach I know, uh, Simon Raybould, um, who's a fabulous guy, he has um, something he has which is called a Jackanory file. And uh, I came across this only recently and I love this idea. He actually collects all his stories and he keeps them in his Jackanory file. And then when he's creating his next presentation, because that's what he's about, presentation skills, um, he goes back to his Jackanory file to find the story that fits what he's going to say. And I think that's what you're saying as well, Gary. It's about knowing what the story is, but then making sure that it fits to what you want to get across. Yes, I mean, that's a, a, a great example of uh, a really useful thing for people to be doing is to um, uh, collect, collecting and gathering those little stories and then it's it's how you then use those so the, the stories will again they must they must serve a purpose you don't just sort of share it for no reason at all other than otherwise you're just adding to the content and the noise but if it's saying um, i'm sharing this story because it's saying something about my values and principles that could be really important to a potential client um oh i can see that this person is um uh, I mean, we take things like sort of honesty and integrity as a given, but if you can mm. say, I'm somebody who goes the extra mile, you could share a story where you've gone the extra mile. Yeah. And people can try to say, oh, you know, wow, that's, that's uh, really something. Or you could share a story of some, where someone else has gone the extra mile and said, oh, isn't that amazing? You know, that, that's, that's really how I uh, would want to think that my clients see me. Yeah. That, so that's... Again, you could do that by association. Yeah, well, that's, 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 that's really interesting, doing it by association. I have a couple of stories that I sometimes use to illustrate time-saving, because that's what I'm about, uh, where I have genuinely saved people hours and hours and hours and hours, and they've told me that. Um, but it's about using it in the right place. There would be no point me talking about that if I've saved somebody time in Excel, talking about that when I'm trying to craft the words for a course about Word. Um, it's not relevant there. So um, I, I get that. I get that. So how can somebody think about, um, you talked about doing their research and finding the words. What kind of, apart from talking to people, because not everybody is comfortable talking to people. So, so how do you go about doing the research for a newsletter or for a web page or about a topic? Uh, yes, and obviously if I'm working with a client, I'll be uh, finding out an awful lot about their, their business and the person themselves, because obviously it's also important to, for me to uh, get that uh, the, the, the tone and the personality across of somebody um, uh, in terms of research. So, yes, yeah, so, so online, so you might also look at um, other, other people in the field and see what they're doing and how they're presenting themselves. Um, so it's not that you're really wanting to will have to worry too much about you know the competition because really you want to focus on yourself if you if you're presenting yourself in a 
with with clarity and with um, your personality and really getting across, you know, who you are, um, that that will all automatically probably put you in the top twenty percent. Yeah. Um, because not many people are doing it because a lot of what's out there is is very samey people are using the same uh, sort of standard language uh, i might come to that tip later but um in terms of research i also um uh use uh, things like uh book reviews for example in a particular field and so i can see what the people who've read a book in a particular topic are talking about uh so uh, so, for example, you could go on Amazon, look at, look at some of the um, uh, feedback and reviews on a, on a book that's related to what you're talking about. And then you can see the language that people are using. So if you're a, v, a VA and you're, a, let's say, a specialist in uh, PowerPoint presentations, for example, you could look up uh, around PowerPoint and then you'd see what people struggle with with PowerPoint. So, you know, they might say, oh, you know, I used to dread having to come up with a PowerPoint and then I read this book and uh, I realised, wow, I can, I can present it this way. Um, uh, but you can, you can take, you know, you can actually just literally take the exact words they're using and plonk that on your website or in a sales page or in an email on a blog um, because it's the language that real people are using. Yeah. Um, Mm, that's a good tip. Never that thought of doing that. Like yeah, that's, that's one of my little uh, uh, sort of sneaky advanced tips for <laughs> for my people. But yeah, it's a, it it really is, uh, and it and and it really does work. I mean, I, I, there was one example um, uh, that someone else shared with me that they had used, and they used uh, one line from a book review. They turned that into a subheading on a sales page. And there was a 17% increase in conversion. Wow. Just yeah. through that subtle change because it, it, it just spoke to the people in a, in a way where they go, yeah, that's me. Yeah. So if, if you, you know, it's, it's, um, so sometimes it can be as simple as that. Just, just, um, you know, and again, it's getting back into what, what is that conversation in people's minds? Uh, so where, where can I find that from? So it could be in things like, online forums or uh, chats groups uh in any, any of that sort of conversation if that's relevant to your field or what you do tap into those because there's an absolute treasure chest of copy right there and you don't have to do anything other than just scoop it up <laughs> put it into your not necessarily jack and ori file but you put that into what we call a swipe file yeah um where you you, you collate your uh, copy ideas um, and then you you can just uh, say you can put those into notes or uh, whatever, um, or you can just have it on bits of paper. As long as it's filed somewhere and you've got it all ready to hand, and when you start going through all that different data and the copy, you'll start to see some patterns or some regular words and phrases that come up, and that's giving you a clue that I need to be using these. Mm. oh that's a really top tip really top no, tip thank you very for that. good tip very good i've just written that down yeah i saw you doing that i saw joe there making notes <laughs> very helpful thank you gary what else have you got to tell us today gary just another we've got another three or four minutes yeah sure um again as a general tip um keep it simple so simple words short sentences 
even if you're working with CEOs, C-suite, board level, directors, top level leaders, um, they're still human beings, honestly. And they, um, you know, we just want information that's easy to take in. So when you start having really long uh, sentences, really long paragraphs, or start putting in uh, lots of technical or jargon words, that, that will get in the way of people understanding what you want to actually say. There may be cases, depending on your your audience. You know, if it's if you're in an engineering sphere, there might you know you might mm. need to use some terms. But again, it's knowing your audience. You know, do do they understand what you mean by that? And the yeah. trouble with things like jargon is we you know we might we might use in our particular industry words and phrases you know amongst ourselves because that's like a short form and we, and we sort of understand what that means but you can't assume that your reader will. So, you know, you need to make sure that it's, that it's clear you've got that clarity. And the short sentences um, that can help, not just with readability, but also helps you to uh, create the, uh, the different sort of flow and pace to something. So you can make some really short sentences and put them together and that increases the pace. So for example, in a sales page, you can start with the, uh, short shorter sentences you can go into slightly longer ones but then when it comes down to the sale you're going to go back to short again and you're going to increase the the tempo a little bit because you're you're reaching that finale so um so i think that's a, a, a really useful one and a, and a fifth tip sort of added on to that is uh, and this is you know when you've written your copy is and this is another really powerful tip read your copy out loud not read it ah. read it out loud yeah uh, and not in a whisper because it's it's a different experience and what you'll notice when you read out loud is you'll notice the clunky bits you'll notice where i've run out of breath reading that sentence therefore my reader is going to run out of breath, breath. Right. and you don't want people running out of breath yeah uh, so it will help you to get a sense of the tone of the pace, uh, whether the word, whether the language is, um, you know, am I being too technical? Have I got some jargon in there? It's only when you actually hear the words that you'll you'll pick these things up. Uh, and so 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 when I'm writing copy, I write the copy and then I, if I've got the time, I'll leave it for 24 to 48 hours, and then I'll come back to it. And then I'll read it out loud and then I'll edit and then I'll do that again. And so then just fine tunes. It takes out the, say the, the clunky bits or the bits which you thought sounded good. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you, you find bits where, you know, oh, I've just got to change that completely because that doesn't work or I need to move this bit up or I've, you know, or I've gone off on a tangent and I haven't brought it back in. Um, so it's really that's a really powerful one. I, I would recommend that if someone's got their website set aside 30 to 60 minutes, you know, later today or another another time and just read your website pages out loud and then notice what you notice. Wow, that's really powerful. And that that ties into a, a PowerPoint design thing that I learned um, or several years ago now when I went on a course about something else uh, and one of the things that we do when we read 
is we read using more than one sense. We don't actually read with our eyes, we read with our ears. Yeah. So when you're reading a book, I know when I'm immersed in a book, nobody can talk to me because I've got my nose in a book and I'm, I'm away. They, they joke about it here at home. They think it's hysterical. That's me. Nobody, yeah, nobody can get to me if I'm really ensconced in a book. It drives them mad. Um, but I'm hearing the voices of the characters. I'm hearing the words in the book in my head. I'm reading them with my eyes, but my eyes are not making sense of them. It's only the words. So that really makes sense to me. Um, about reading the copy out loud to make it make sense. That, that's yeah. a really top tip, a really yeah. top tip. Yeah, because also if you think about when you read, you tend to read probably quite fast. Yeah. But when you, if you actually read your chapter out loud, oh. you'd find that you slow down yeah. and there'd be more drama and you'd, be, you'd actually sense much more of it. Yeah. You'd be fully immersed in it. Yeah. That's a, I'm, no, I'm not going to try that out loud with my books. It, no, 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 not, certainly not the last one I read. Um, I was reading The Berlin Inheritance, which was quite good by Philippa Gregory, um, all about um, Catherine, um, oh, this, Jane Berlin, Catherine somebody or other. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Uh, and Anne of Cleves. And it was really a very interesting book where she's dramatised what she thinks happened um, for the characters, uh -huh. but it, uh, it's lots of very short chapters actually, uh, which works quite well. So uh, I, I do get that about reading. And Gary, it's been amazing. Yes. To use a word that's associated with the positive, no, but it really has been amazing. I think um, our VA listeners have got lots of things that they can go away and think about when they next come to write copy for their website, or they can apply that really. You can apply those tips to really anything that you need to yeah. communicate for marketing purposes, whether that's a blog or a website or, or a newsletter. Um, and uh, we've got a few bloggers um, going to be joining us over the coming weeks as well to talk about blogging for business and v blogging for VAs in particular. So that's going to be interesting. And, um, and I certainly know that, that when Gary rewrote copy for me, I had immediate conversion. So the words definitely do make a difference. Definitely, and the structure and the pace. And sometimes I look at what Gary's written and I think, mm, I don't like those sentences, they're too short, but they work. So yes. it's not necessarily what I want, it's, it's what, what the VAs who are reading this stuff um, I, I found that really helpful. I, I come from a background of um, sort of writing very corporate reports, and it's a whole different language writing a corporate report where you might be talking about technical um, evaluations, analysis, and that kind of stuff versus the short, sharp type of language that you're talking about on the website. I have found that hugely informative. Thank you very much. It's really helpful. Great. So Gary, thank you. Maybe we'll have you on another episode of the podcast later in the year. I'm sure there's loads of stuff we could talk to you about marketing and writing for marketing and all that kind of stuff. So if you're up for it, watch this space. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, anything else you want to say to VA listeners, all the contact details for Gary will be um, on the webpage. So you'll be able to get in touch with him if you want to. Um, anything else you want to say? Uh, I say, I would just say, um, really just you know have have a think about you know who you are and getting yourself across conversationally so don't 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 try and market um just just tell people very simply 
who you are, what you do, how you help them and what difference you make, uh, what value you add. People will love you for it. Great. Top tips. Thank you ever so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thank thanks you, both. Gary. Wasn't that great? Gary is such a treasure, treasure trove. I can't. Just put your teeth in, Shelley. Treasure trove of information. And uh, I'm really pleased that he agreed to come on the podcast. I also like listening to him too, uh, yeah. which is useful because I meet up with him every month to discuss what I'm up to um, and what's going to go in, in the next month of newsletters, which he very um, helpfully writes and helps write helps me write them so that's really really good but joe what did you get from that what was your what were the maybe two things that you took away from what gary was saying um the two things that i picked up on that i thought were great firstly have a swipe file so whenever you see something that you think that's pertinent um just take a copy and, and, and put it somewhere, whether it's um, on a, <clears throat> a, a sticky note or whatever. And, and I was suddenly thinking as he was talking about his swipe file, oh, OneNote. And I can have some sections and some pages and, and, and a whole swipe file in there. So I'm going to be implementing that as of today. And my other takeaway was how he was talking about using simple language, short sentences <clears throat> and I think I said in there I, I come from a, a technical and, and reporting background mm -hmm. where everything is so much more intense and, and long structured sentences um, and the thought that I, I would be using that type and style of language on the website being incorrect and, and putting people off so I've got to go back and review how I write for, yeah. for my audience and, and those were my two key takeaways but um, hugely knowledgeable man and, and I was really interested in what he had to say. Yeah no I, I, I agree there and um, I've always said and thought that less is more and if I land on a website or I watch a PowerPoint presentation which has got too much text on it I can't be bothered to read it and if it's yeah. not broken up into proper structure I also can't be bothered to read it and that's what I want to talk about in our tip or app of the week today is the structure so I'm going yep. to be talking today about word before I talk about word I just want to go back for a minute and, and pick up on what you said about OneNote um, as you know Joe because I we had a session on OneNote yes we when did we, when we first got to know each other yeah uh, I'm a great fan of OneNote and I use OneNote for, for lots of things I use OneNote for when I writing my blogs I have a OneNote notebook for blogging. Uh, when I'm planning my courses, I have another notebook with all my course plans. And those have sections for topics. So if it's my blogging notebook, I might have Word section, Excel section, etc. Um, I might also uh, do some research on what people are talking about on the web and send those articles to my notebook so that I can read them later and, um, and, and, and then work out what I want to write, what my position is on whatever it is that other people are saying. And the, also the questions, it ties into Gary's idea about research or his tip about research, the questions people are asking because other people are answering those in their blog posts. So it's, it really is, is helpful. And, and that's, I use OneNote for my swipe file uh, and to keep stories and all sorts of things in there. But if I talk about Word and, and why Word, why I want to talk about Word. So 
whenever you're writing something, you're writing either for something that you're going to present physically, it might be an ebook, it might be a report, it might be something you're doing for a client, um, or it could be that you're writing for your website. And if you're writing for your website, then most people know that when you write on a website, you've got heading levels of text. And those heading levels help the reader guide them through the text on the website. It also helps the website um, index and it creates kind of a hierarchy for what's more important and which, where the words, where the important bits are. And it aids reading flow, so it makes it more accessible as well. In fact, I have a whole course on creating accessible Word documents, which hasn't made its way onto my uh, course platform yet. It's something I did for a client a while back, where they had a lot of their staff writing for the web. Uh, and when their web team got the articles that the staff were writing, um, they had to spend an awful lot of time formatting them so that they would be appropriate. They didn't know which bits were headings or which bits were more important, less important. And that's where styles come in. So by using the built-in styles in Word, that's heading one, heading two, heading three, you can structure your document. Now, one of the things that you can do to make writing easier, I learned to type well, a long, long time ago. I went to Pittman's. I learned to type. I'm a touch typist. Not very fast anymore, but I am a touch typist. So I don't like always taking my hand off the keyboard to use the mouse to apply something. So there are some things I do that I use keyboard shortcuts for and heading styles, applying heading styles is one of those. So I've set my heading one style to be control one, my heading two style to be control two, and my heading three style to be control three. So when I'm typing, I can type one, press control one, and it immediately, boom, is in heading one style. I think the default is Alt-1, Alt-2, Alt-3, but I prefer Control. So I've changed them, and I think I've got a blog post on how to change the shortcuts somewhere on the site. You can go and have a look at that, and if I can find it, we'll add it to the resource section. But I would encourage you to use heading styles. The other thing about styles is you can modify them so they match your brand. So you can make sure that they match your colors, your fonts, and all the rest of it. And as a VA, when you're working with many clients, then each client is going to have their own branding. So you could create a brand or a theme or a design. It's called a design, but it used to be known as a theme. Um, and you can create one for each client. So when I had my other company, I would have two designs, one for the training surgery and one for Taurus VA. And then if I whichever one I was writing for, I didn't have to think about what it looked like. I could just apply the design because I'm using the styles with the keyboard anyway, or with the mouse if, if that's what you prefer. So that would be my top tip um, today, would be to make sure that you're using styles. If you don't know how to use styles, slight little plug here. I do have a course on using styles in Word. It's called Word, Work Smarter with Style. I've got one for Win Word on, on Windows and one for Word on Mac. So I cover both platforms there. So if you don't know how to use and apply styles, hop over to the course directory and take a look at those courses. But obviously that's up to you. I'm hoping actually that most of the A's know about styles um, because I think it's kind of a basic thing that you do need to know about. So Joe, do you use styles when you're writing? Yes, I do. Um, 
I used, excuse me, I'm sorry, very frog in my throat. Um, I used to create um, large reports and we had a corporate style and it was already in a predetermined style. Um, I've taken that knowledge and skill and I've created my own set of styles. And um, one of the first things that I do when I'm talking to a new client is find out what their branding is, what their fonts are, and I make a style. And I create that for Word, PowerPoint, web, blog, whatever, and, and wherever I'm using their, their content. Yeah, I think that's really good also. And, and also, when you send a proposal to a client, if you have sussed out what their style is and you can present it in their style, you're giving them yeah. a visual clue that you understand them and that you've yeah. done your research and yeah. you really want to work with them. So that also helps. Yes, you've got to have your own stuff in there, but it, you, can, you can show in a subtle way that you understand them if they've asked you to do... Yeah a trial piece of work you could maybe do it in their style to show them yeah. that you really really know what you're about well i think that's been another crackingly amazing episode today and yes. uh, we had great fun having our chat about baking before and yeah. then talking to gary about copywriting for your website and hopefully we'll have gary back later in the series um, we could talk about all sorts of things with him about about writing because he really does know his stuff he also does ted talks and podcasting and editing he was a journalist he's done lots of things in his career so he's a mine of information and um listeners if you want to get in touch with us remember you can email me shelly at tomorrowsva.com or joe joe at jlbsolutions.co.uk you can find our facebook page at virtually amazing on facebook you can drop us a message and interact with us. We post, I post most days there saying what we're up to. There will be information there about what the next episode is. And once we start, because while we're recording all of these, we haven't released any yet. But once they start to be released, um, the, the links will all be on the Facebook page and the web page on Tomorrow's VA. So that's how you can find all about us. And if you've got any questions, things that you'd like us to talk about, do let us know and if you'd like to be a guest get in touch and let us know what you'd like to talk about and we'd be very happy to have a chat and that's to all VAs everywhere because we want to talk to as many VAs as possible to find out what makes you tick and how you got to where you are at the moment so we lo everybody loves the story and as we've been hearing and we'd love to hear yours so that's it for today thanks very much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you hearing us in the next episode, which is coming very soon. <laughs>